0: This is a Triple J podcast. Okay, so Megan, recently Pip and I had a bit of a debate, not really a debate, but like a chat around timing in relationships, because obviously that can be a really huge factor, but you know, it can also be a bit of an excuse as well. I am very like, the universe has a plan for you, like I just believe that if it's the right person, it's the right timing and that's what was meant to be. Whereas Pip is very much like timing is never right and you just make it work if you love someone. Like you just, you figure it out. Um, and we had so many people message us on Instagram who, you know, were kind of the same. They were like, "Yup, it doesn't matter. You just move mountains for the person if you really believe that they're the person for you or like one of the people for you. Um, but then some people were so staunchly like, no timing is crucial you both need to be in the right space the right mindset the right time to make a relationship really work and flourish as someone who works with so many couples as a couples therapist what what are your
1: thoughts on timing oh it's such an interesting topic I love that the two of you are on two totally opposite ends of this as well I'm like yes yes and so in terms of can timing play a really big part yes absolutely also can it be used as a cop-out yes Absolutely. Right. So I can see both of them playing out depending on the situation of the person that we're talking to. When you work with couples, what are some of the main reasons that timing gets
0: in the way? Because a lot that came up for us is the classic and something that I noticed with so many of my friends and maybe it's being in your 20s, you're figuring it all out is I need to work on myself. That seems mm. to be a really huge one. You've been together for maybe a couple of years and it's getting to that point of like, what's next for us? Are we going to move in together? Are we like thinking about kids? Like what's next? And then they, the other person goes like, oh, wow, like I, this might be too much. I'm not ready. I need to work on myself. Or it could be like someone needs to move away for work or someone wants to prioritize their career or age as well if you're dating someone older or younger what's the most common like what are the reasons why people are finding that time and gets in the way with their relationship
1: yeah great question and everything that you listed there ranging from age to different circumstances to career like all of them are true if i was to kind of categorize them down i'd say that there would be three different groupings right trauma transition and triage oh i love that
0: i love anything that's got like like structure three t's yeah right <laughs> okay talk us through i love this
1: yeah for sure so i think the things that get in the way that idea of working on myself If it's trauma, that's because I'm going through something really hard, or I've just been through something really hard, or I'm grieving something really hard. So I'm using trauma with a little T here, right? So it's something big and difficult. And I need to figure that out for myself before I can be in a relationship with you. Okay. And so it might be something like the death of a loved one, or it might be just finishing a really big relationship and needing to sort that out first, right? The second one is transition. Transition is when there's a great big change that's happening, a change to do with our circumstance, our career, our identity often has a bit of an impact there in transition. And then triage is when we're really looking and deciding what is most important for us right now, right? We're triaging our life in terms of value of importance. So is it important that I have kids? Is that the top of my list? Or man, is that like number 10 at the moment? If you, it's your number three, we're not on the same page anymore. So it's those three things that really happen.
0: That makes so much sense, (laughs) vegan. I love that, like, you know, we just theorize and we throw these things around and then you're like, no, it's like all of these. Because that, yeah, hearing you spell it out like that makes so, so much sense. And so would you say that, like, so when it comes to maybe trauma or triage, like, I feel like that has a, a little bit to do with like, I need to work on myself or I'm not in the same place as you. How do you deal and navigate that? Because that seems to be quite a common one for people our age.
1: It's a really common one for people your age. I love that
0: you say our age as if I'm the same age as you do. That's
1: very kind of you. I'm looking at you Um, on Zoom,
0: Megan, and honestly, you are like the same age as me
1: right now. Oh, goodness. Great. 19 years with my husband. Um, Okay, so, um, yeah, look, great question. So, And it's different depending on which person you are in the relationship. So if you're the person who's going, something doesn't feel right. I need to work on myself. I'm really overwhelmed, or this is too much. That can be a really hard thing to explain to someone that you love or care about. That can be really tough because often you may not necessarily have the words or the understanding to be able to get it across clearly. And the closest we can get to is, uh, it's too fast. I've got to work on me right? Or it's not you, it's me. Any kind of classic cliche that pops up in that moment, right? Is as close as we can get to the truth. Now, for the other person who's on the receiving end of that, it can really be a bit of a shock or a bit of a, a feeling of rejection in that moment. Like, oh, hang on a second. You're telling me it's all about you. It feels all about me, actually, right now. Like that can be really tough to kind of manage. So we sort of need to do that in a couple of different ways, depending on who we are and where we're going, right? So If we are that person who's feeling that trauma transition or triage in our life, we've got to feel our feelings, right? Our feelings are there to really help us, but they can feel really uncomfortable and inconvenient, right? But actually they're a compass that point us towards a need All right. So if we're feeling overwhelmed or scared, we want to listen to that and figure out what do I need? I need clarity or I need comfort or I need communication. Right. So we try to let our feelings guide us and then point us toward the need that we have and share that with our partner so that we can be as open and honest as we can. Right. And if we're the partner, We want to try to lead with curiosity if possible. And that's tough if we're feeling rejected, right? Because the very first thing we want to do is self-protect or reject back, right? But if we can lead with curiosity, we can go, hey, help me understand. Because this feels really different to where we were yesterday. So talk me through it. What just happened for you? Help me know what you're thinking or feeling right now. And that can help us figure out what the truth is behind this sudden moment of change.
0: That's the thing is everyone I've spoken to that has experienced this feels like it is so sudden if they're on the receiving end of the breakup because like for a couple of friends they're like well last year you we were having these big conversations about moving in together so like a month later like why are you all of a sudden you know or you've just moved in together and we've been talking about this for six months and now you're breaking up with me and it seems to just come out of nowhere and I think that's where it becomes so confusing
1: as well Oh, absolutely. And I've literally had clients come into my office with like birthday cards or Christmas cards and they're reading out to me. This is what he wrote me three weeks ago. He said, I can't wait to move in with you. And then yesterday he broke up. Like, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't fit. Right. So, I mean, they're absolutely right. It can feel like completely mixed messages, which can leave us feeling crazy or silly, or like we've missed the signs, or maybe that we're just suddenly not good enough. And all of that feels really tough to try to manage.
0: When do you think it becomes a bit of an excuse? Because I've personally experienced this. A lot of people messaged us and said that they experienced this where someone has said, like, I need to work on myself or I'm not ready for that kind of relationship or I'm not ready for a serious relationship. And I had someone say that to me um, that was like I was casually sleeping with and then a month later they had, like, a proper full-time girlfriend hard-launched on the grid and they've st- they're still together. Like it's been years, but it just, yeah, it's, it obviously was just an excuse. So how do you figure out, because I said to Pip, I was like, I wouldn't have known that that was an excuse unless I saw that he was in a relationship. So I guess, how do you yeah. figure that out? That like, it's legit and you don't, yeah. yeah, you're not on the, you're not someone's not being like, it's not you, it's me.
1: Yeah, I promise, really. And then two days later, oh, by the way, I'm engaged. Yeah, literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really tough, right? And I think we've got a. Oh, it's so hard to unpick because we're not going to kind of like polygraph our partner, are we? We're not going to be like, no, tell me the truth. Really? Is it? Is it? Right. So there's part of it that we've got to take at face value. Yeah. And so maybe in that moment, genuinely, they weren't ready and they didn't have the words or even the skills to be able to have that kind of conversation. Right. And the easiest thing that they could do instead of going, I feel unhappy or unfulfilled, or I'm worried that we're not on the same page, or I want something different. Instead of worrying that they might, hurt you or say the wrong thing or just not know what to say, they've used this as a standard way to get out of there, right? Another one might be genuinely a lack of maturity, right? And so you mentioned in our pre-chat gendered like sometimes it's a little bit gendered, right? And I see that anecdotally in all of the couples I work with, right? And the thing that I can put it down to the most is when we have a look at beautiful research around adolescence, okay? So there's this amazing neuroscientist called Nathan Wallace, and he talks about when the brain is fully developed. And so for females, it tends to be somewhere between 18 and 24, that adolescent finishes. For males, it's somewhere between... 22 and 32 like that's such a broad window right and so in terms of maturity and going now I know who I am and now I know what I want somewhere in that decade of 20s and 30s the man's going to get there and understand but until then everything's a little up in the air.
0: That's probably where the um, traffic light theory comes in right like Sex in the City did this episode around how in like relationships with guys and women guys will just have this moment where the traffic light goes green and then they're like all of a sudden oh I'm ready and it's like the next person they find um so I guess in that sense it kind of can feel that way a little bit it's like they have somehow gotten to that stage of maturity and 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 realized okay I'm ready for this now this is what I want I'm ready for something a bit more serious
1: yeah, absolutely. And you can look at it from a really philosophical point of view, maybe a little later, like maybe after you've got over that moment, you can look back and go, do you know what? Rejection is protection or redirection. That was the thing that was to make, like you can put anything you want around that and kind of make yourself see it because hindsight's twenty twenty, right? And so we can look back at that moment and go, yeah, when someone shows you who they are, believe them, right? You can put everything down there that you want to. But in that moment, gee, it's hard to take. Oh it's really gosh. hard if you got the red light. And then two weeks later, someone else got the green and you think, hang on a second, right? So it's okay to have a response or a reaction to that, right? I mean, stop yourself from sending the text message with a whole response in it to your partner, right? But it's okay to have a response in (laughs) Yeah, I was really lucky that I didn't do that.
0: Um, (laughs) (laughs) The feelings were definitely there though. Um, Well, Pip's whole stance and a lot of people's stance is, timing shouldn't matter if it's the right person like you just make it work like so many people were like I moved cities and I did this or like I just came out of a breakup and I hadn't processed it but they were the right person and I just knew and how do you find compromise is there like room to find compromise with timing and do you yeah like do you agree a little bit with Pip that like if this person really is the perfect person for you you just would
1: make it work Mm, I kind of half agree with it, to be honest, because I agree in that, is there such thing as a perfect time? No. There's never such thing as a perfect time for anything it doesn't matter what that thing is and if you're waiting for all of the planets to align and for everything to be completely perfect you're going to be waiting forever right and so there's always going to be something that doesn't feel like it's exactly in line with the way you want it to go and that's okay that's where compromise and negotiation comes in right don't let perfect get in the way of really great okay so that's something that needs to kind of be understood there that being said though sometimes timing does have a bit of an impact. Right, Like if I've just got out of a really big relationship and the man of my dreams walks past, I'm probably not in a place where I'm able to go, yeah, I'm ready to open my heart again. I'd love to get to know you. I'm in a place where I've got to kind of go into a cave with some Tim Tams and Grey's Anatomy for a while until I recover. And then I'm able to go, hey, I'd love to have a coffee. Yeah, right? So sometimes it matters, but not necessarily all the time.
0: That's what we found as well, Megan, is that so many people were – maybe didn't fully go into a relationship or that they missed each other or, you know, the timing wasn't right or they broke up. But then years later, they found each other again somehow after years of not speaking or however long and they just happened to be both in the right headspace or the timing just matched up. I don't know how I feel about the whole waiting around thing. Like I, I feel very like I don't think you should wait for anyone because – you can't trust that that will happen. But do you see that this is a thing, a common experience for couples?
1: I don't see that it's a super common experience, but I've certainly encountered it a few times. Yeah, where people have just, for whatever reason, it didn't work in that moment, or they tried again later. And then all of a sudden, they were in a different place in their lives. Usually, it's to do with the season of life they were in, right? And so, if someone was still at uni and someone else was working full time, if someone had a child and someone else didn't, and that was too big of a commitment, like there's lots of different pieces that mean we're in really different seasons from one another. And as soon as someone moves out of that season, suddenly the rhythm of life, becomes a little bit easier and so the logistics that used to get in the way are no longer there and we can refocus on the relationship itself rather than the logistical analysis to get there that's one of the biggest things that I kind of see and
0: that that you grow in the same place because I had friends that they broke up but then years later re they go back together reconnected but they had seemed to have grown in the same way like they worked on themselves in the same direction they both like read certain books about relationships and self-help and whatever and their values changed and aligned so I guess as well like sometimes timing can help in that sense of if your values weren't aligned when you were together they might end up somehow but then again, that's how, who can tell,
1: who will know? Absolutely, right, absolutely. Yeah, it completely depends on that particular couple. But you're right, yeah, it's really interesting when people come into my office and they're like, do you know what, we met 10 years ago and it was really tough and then, you know, we went our separate ways and then two years ago we found each other again at a coffee shop. I'm like, stop it, you're writing a rom-com, <laughs> you know, like it's <laughs> it's ridiculous. But there are these beautiful moments and in those moments I kind of think, gosh, maybe there is some kind of alignment happening. Maybe the universe has got you I don't know what's going on but it's so interesting to notice yeah and I think sometimes yeah it's when yeah when those values align when the seasons are right you know all of those pieces that make life a little bit easier suddenly you're able to really enjoy one another and connect I think also part of it oh I'm rambling here Dee sorry you cut whatever you need to no 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 you're more than welcome to ramble on this podcast (laughs) (laughs) I think sometimes the way we see relationship changes, okay? So I think it can be really common for us to think about relationship in terms of I'm looking for my other half, okay? So you think about like the, the best friend's kind of bracelets that you'd have with the two different heart pieces, right? And it's like B, E, and then, right, you got it. Um, And this idea, it's a very Jerry Maguire idea of you complete me, you know? It's waiting and looking for someone else, yeah? And if we're looking and looking and looking for that, we're trying to find someone who matches us in all different ways so that we can sync together right now and we're on the same page and we've got the same five-year plan and everything's going to be magical and perfect, Right. I think when we shift from the two different half of hearts into the idea of going, actually, it's like we're two overlapping circles right? So I'm a full whole person and you're a full whole person. And we're really choosing to overlap part of our life right now, right? And I'm going to take care of my needs and you're going to take care of yours. And we're going to choose where we're going to connect together. And that's a completely different way of looking at relationship. And that takes a bit of maturity to get to. So sometimes when we stop looking for someone to complete us and start looking for someone to complement us, we're more ready for a relationship.
0: I love that so much. So I actually much. the timing. Oh my god, timing. But the timing of you telling me that I just watched a TikTok last night about the circles <sighs> and how they overlap and you should have 30% of you overlapping but the rest should be 70 of your whole self. Correct. I was like, wow. Go TikTok. I know. Oh, God. Honestly, it's a vortex. It's a blessing and a (laughs) curse. You learn so much. Um, (laughs) Megan, I think we were saying before about like, you know, how to navigate and how to deal when you're in that place. But I think a lot of people reached out to us and they were like, I need advice on how to deal with the breakup of this because a few people are going through it right now, but it can be the hardest space to navigate because you haven't broken up because – someone's cheated. You haven't broken up because you've had yeah. something bad has happened. You haven't had a huge fight like you've broken up because one person has decided that they need to work on themselves or they need to move overseas or they've got this other job opportunity or whatever it is. And then it almost becomes a little bit like the one who got away because it was yeah. circumstantial and it was the timing wasn't right and you know, the universe didn't have our back or whatever. So that can sometimes be the hardest person to get over, I find. Yeah, do you have any advice for anyone
1: listening who is going through that right now? Yeah, i well, first I was going to give you a big hug, right? Like that's really tough to be in because – you're right. It's not a clean cut. It's not a finish where you're making the choice. It's so much easier to break up if you're the person making the choice, right? Or if there is some kind of circumstance where you know it's the right thing to do, even if it's hard. So if there has been cheating or there has been a break of trust in some other way, it can feel really decisive and to go, this is the right choice. I know it's going to hurt, but it's the right thing to do. Whereas if it is that circumstantial piece that you're talking about, it can feel like instead of it being this cut, it's just like this dotted line that maybe will connect again when we see each other. Like I wonder maybe our paths might cross. And if that's the case, we're spending our time waiting and looking and hoping. And our life kind of goes on pause in that moment, waiting for someone else to catch up with us in the hope that maybe they will. And that's really, really hard space to be in. It can feel a bit like limbo, right? So in that moment, if somebody says, I'm not ready, I need you to take it at face value, okay? They're not ready, okay? right? So if someone, if someone's telling you that they need something different to what's in this relationship, I need you to believe them, right? So if we need to convince somebody to stay in relationship with us, that's not the kind of relationship that we want. We want someone who wants you and is ready for the life you want. Right. That's absolutely crucial. And so a lot of this is mindset stuff, right? Because we're going to have all of these different intrusive thoughts, like, if only I'd done, or maybe I shouldn't have said, or maybe if I didn't ask them to move in with me on Sunday, we would still be okay, right? Like, all of these different things will rush through our heads. Seriously. I need you to pause it, right? Yeah. (laughs) I need you to catch that thought for me and go, actually, this is about them, right? They're not ready. This is about them. Okay. This isn't about me. So I need to take that at face value, believe what they tell you, right. And I need you to put the full stop at the end of the sentence instead of waiting for them to do it for you. Okay. And if later on in the track, you decide to write a new sentence together. Amazing. But until then you need a little bit of closure. Okay. And then that's going to look like a whole lot of self-care that happens in that moment. Okay. real Self-care is more than bubble baths and face masks. Okay. Like yeah. we're talking about connection, rest, exercise, nutrition, like all of these things that are really going to support us through that moment so that we can be with people who genuinely know us and love us for who we are.
0: Megan, where were you when I needed you, honestly? (laughs) Where were you when I needed you? (laughs) That is honestly such beautiful advice and I think will be so, so helpful for anyone listening and a few of my friends I know are going through this right now. So I appreciate you. Thank you so much. A pleasure. Thanks for chatting with me again. Lovely to see you. Isn't she honestly the best? She's just... I just love how succinct she is. And yeah, she just gives the best advice. So love that. Also, someone that Pip and I love getting their perspective uh, is associate professor, Dr. Jerry Carranzas. He's from Deakin University. And he is one of the leading researchers when it comes to love and relationships. So when we were looking into this topic and thinking about experts, uh, obviously Megan was amazing. But it is always great to find out what the science shows as well. So it's always nice to hit him up see what's happening, what has he found when it comes to certain topics. So we asked him, how much does timing matter in a relationship? And this is what he says.
2: So this idea about relationships and timing is, is an interesting one. Certainly from a research standpoint, there, there's not much that's been done at all, if any, on examining timing specifically and relationships. Sometimes people look at, you know, how people – at different life stages may approach relationships and the things that they prioritize in relationships because of their kind of uh, life circumstances. But this idea of timing, very much less so. The other thing with timing, however, is it's a little bit difficult to decouple timing from one's readiness for a relationship. I think it's easy to look at timing as the core reason for why someone may not be ready to get into a relationship or not consider dating, etc. And true, things that go on in your life may affect whether you think it's the right time, whether it's that you're more geared towards career, whether you're you're moving uh, somewhere new, uh, whether you're getting out of a, a past relationship that's been particularly hard. So there are many factors that come into this idea of timing, but I think ultimately it boils down to readiness. For example, you can have two people that uh, maybe are coming out of a very difficult breakup, and yet you see differences. One person is actually looking and yearning for a new relationship, one that in many ways uh, fulfills the needs that the current relationship didn't, and they have a real want, uh, a yearning for a romantic relationship. And someone who comes out of a very similar relationship and around the same time actually wants nothing to do with getting into another relationship, may even be considering whether they really want to embark on love and dating for a very, very long time to come. They may really want to turn themselves away from that. So then the question becomes, well, if the timing of those opportunities, let's say, are similar for two people, then is it really about timing? And I think what that brings into it is people feeling whether they are in a position to want to pursue relationships. So is it more about the timing of things going around them or partly timing as it relates to them and readiness? So I think this idea of readiness is a real critical one. One thing that has been studied is this idea of receptivity. Receptivity is whether we are receptive to the idea of getting ourselves into, let's say, a committed relationship. And there has been work that's been done on that. And that work suggests that the more receptive you are, the more open you are to the idea of wanting to get into a relationship, irrespective of your life circumstances around you, then the more likely you are to A, enter a relationship, and B, to feel more optimistic and willing to put more work into that relationship. So clearly there are aspects of mindset and this idea of readiness or receptivity that actually do matter to a great extent, maybe even more so than timing. So things such as how compatible we are with another person, the way that we are able to navigate the differences and similarities between us and a potential partner, and knowing what it is that we look for in the ideal partner, are things that probably weigh more heavily in whether we get into relationships, whether those relationships flourish, versus more so than about timing. That's not to say we can dismiss that for some people timing may play a part, but I think one critical question to ask oneself is, is it about timing or is it about readiness, our receptivity to enter into relationships? People that want you know, things to happen at particular stages of life, where they may want their lives to look a certain way before they can enter into a relationship, while people may hold those things very dear as beliefs and, and want life to look a certain way, typically when we unpack that, we find out that there are various other aspects of people's personality that are driving why it is life to look a certain way before they enter into a relationship or why they wish to embark on relationships at a particular time in their lives. So there's always, I think, a, a deeper reason as to why timing might matter. But the fact that people have a particular uh, interest, a focus on timing, probably needs to be thought of as a symptom of there's some other things going on that are driving their decision-making about whether they should be entering and pursuing relationships or not.
0: There you go I think as well the whole concept of someone not being ready for a relationship that still kind of comes under timing though right it's kind of what Megan was talking about I need to work on myself or but yeah I still take it back to the traffic light analogy like some people just aren't ready and and sometimes they just decide that they are or they're in a period of their life where their light turns on but yeah thank you so much for listening to this episode send it to anyone that's going through this right now uh, I'm sure it'll help them a lot. And DM us anytime. Like you know, we always, always love to hear from you and get your thoughts, get your hot takes, um, any stories or dilemmas you're dealing with. You can DM us on our Instagram at Triple J The Hookup. And we'll catch you next week. Bye.